0: I'm going to invite a friend up here in just a minute we're going to do just kind of an interview style message but i wanted to give you just a, a little heads up on where we're headed and where it's coming from uh, we're going to be talking about boundaries today and as one of the elements, the essential elements of great relationships. And and I realize this is like a, a pendulum swing from last week when we talked about the importance of vulnerability. And, and I'll still say that that is absolutely key, the ability to just and the willingness to, to lay our hearts out there for people that we want to be in relationship with. But in my time as a pastor and, and in personal experience as well, uh, one of the other concepts that ha- I've found over and over again to be absolutely essential in great relationships is that of boundaries. It's this concept of knowing where I end and where you begin. And, and respecting that. And, and so my feelings, attitudes, behaviors, all of those kinds of things, very often when, uh, when I have people come in and talk with me about a troubled relationship, there's some breakdown in a boundary going on. So there's this book that's been written called Boundaries uh, by Dr. Henry Cloud and, and Dr. John Townsend. And I have given that book out more times than I can count, uh, so many times. It just seems to always come up that we struggle around this area of being able to set boundaries boundaries for ourselves and respect boundaries from somebody else, but it's absolutely essential. And so I thought about, I could come up here and just preach you guys a message about this, but uh, boundaries is kind of one of those areas where it it dips into the field of counseling and psychology and and a lot of that from time to time. And so I thought it'd be nice to just have a conversation with somebody with some expertise in this area. So I thought of one of our own, uh, Kenny Sanderfer. And uh, I'll invite him up in just a minute, but let me tell you a little bit about him before he comes up so he doesn't have to sit here while I tell you about him. Uh, Kenny, I called him, and Kenny is a a marriage and family therapist. He's got a practice in Nashville. He's been a professor at Trevecca, has an incredible story. He's been a missionary in Africa. Like, sit down and talk to Kenny sometime and say, Kenny, tell me your story. It's fantastic. But I called Kenny, and I said, Kenny, would you be willing to sit down with me and have a conversation around this topic of of boundaries and how it applies to, to human relationships. Uh, I said, I'm assuming you, you're familiar with the concept in the book Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. And he goes, oh yeah, just last week I just got done leading a leadership seminar for John Townsend's staff. Uh, and so the guy who wrote the book uh, is, is a, like Kenny knows this guy. And, and, uh, has, and so Kenny has been, um, has been real involved in this. Kenny also has just recently uh, helped co-author a book Called "Created for Connection" with a best-selling author Sue Johnson, and is going all over the world right now, training people on this uh, this uh, this kind of concept um, for helping people to really have great relationships in their marriage. And of course, we're talking about more than that, uh, just marriage. But there's all kinds of application there. So, without further ado, Kenny, could I invite you up and join me up here on the stage? Let's give Kenny a hand, guys. We'll hand you a mic. And so, Kenny, being the expert, I'm going to try and take off my pastor's hat here and not talk so much and, uh, and toss it over to you. Uh, so, let's just start, Kenny, real, with a real basic, simple question What is a boundary and how does it apply to human relationships?
1: Well, uh, I, I looked it up and there was a one, I tried to narrow it down to one sentence, and uh, it's a line that marks the limits of an area. Uh, and so and as you were saying in relationships it's more about where I began where I end and where you begin right It's that kind of the space between I think there are two kinds there's all kinds of boundaries but there are those that are maybe we're more familiar with and are easier to distinguish and those are the ones that are observable and tangible like the yellow line down the highway right so we know if we cross that yellow line uh, we're putting ourselves in harm's way, and as well as if someone comes across our line. So we're aware of the dangers and the risk there, and that line is very visible. Uh, but it gets tricky in life; it's trickier than that, and in relationships because those lines aren't always so easy to see and find. Right? We almost kind of find ourselves across the line sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, there, there's one that I the one that's easy to see that I can think about when we talk about about personal boundaries and right. where I begin and where I end and where you begin and where you end and, and uh and that's just like our bodies, right? Our skin that that we all are responsible for what is going on right here and inside of here and what comes into here and and so we all naturally have this right of being able to determine um, what is acceptable to happen to my body and around my, like, you know, in my space. But you said that sometimes it's not so, so easy to figure out. What are some of the other boundary areas that we have as human beings and in a relationship that maybe are a little trickier? Well, I think um, as people of faith,
1: we, we, we're all about love, right? We want to love others. We've, it's all about connections, about connection with ourselves, with our family, with our, our spouse, with, within the church community. Uh, and there are times um, when that gets really—it gets really tricky. I think we—we uh, we can. Uh, I think that the main idea is here: we can influence people, right? I think God puts us in specific places, it, in pr- very specific, in particular times, to influence people. But we're—we're we're not really responsible for changing people. That's a—that's an easy line to cross, and. Uh, we are responsible to people, but we're not necessarily responsible for people.
0: Like, okay, talk about that for a minute. What does what does that mean? Uh, to you?
1: Well, I can give you a, maybe a real life example if it happens to come up here. So, um, it's a kind of extreme one, I guess. And it does. It, so, uh, I guess uh, over the years, this isn't unusual. What I'm about to tell you, but I had sat with a lady not long ago who. Was, in, was married in a, in a relationship, loved her husband, um, was fighting tooth and toenail for that relationship. Uh, her husband had a real problem with alcohol and other things. He'd go off for days, uh, he had no money. He would, she would feed him, she would keep the house, all these things, and continue to give him money to travel. And so, you know, and she came to me and she said, yeah, and she was exhausted. I mean, that's. I think one number one is one of the indications that we're really dealing <laughs> with boundary issues because it just it just like it sounds like something's taking something out of us. That's. That's way too, too big. So
0: those relationships that just drain us. Yeah. uh, That, that one that's just a huge problem area that you're just like, I am so exhausted from dealing with this. There's a probability that there's some sort of boundary deal going on from there. That's usually
1: the first sign. So I, sorry to interrupt you, Or that you begin to question yourself, your sanity. Yeah, yeah. Like there's something wrong with me. Okay. So, so
0: keep talking about this. Yeah, so
1: um, the lady was completely exhausted. I mean, my heart went out to her for months, almost a year. She's lived this way. And then she said, you know, Kenny, she said, it's like the saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I said, yes, but you can drain the water trough. So there are times when we can set and need to set boundaries, right, when we're in situations like that. God never wants us to um re, you know resort to self-deprivation or try right, it was just killing her really i mean she lo- she was losing her life and yeah. so
0: so so what would a boundary look like in that situation
1: um, when you
0: say drain the water trough what like what yeah. that's a great phrase but what are you talking about
1: um just assuming responsibility for what she can do in that particular situation and, r- and probably the realization that she can influence him but she can't change him and that she can't lose her, lose herself her god's given self in that setting in that situation yeah. uh, and that there are consequences she's sort of bearing the consequences for his choices and decisions um, understandably he's in a bad place um, and that doesn't that's not helping e- anybody really.
0: Yeah, so so by her assuming the consequences of his poor choices, yeah. by continuing to feed and clean up the messes and and mm-hmm. keep him from experiencing all of the the problems from that right. from that behavior, that's a boundary violation. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, when when I talk with people, a lot of the times we, you know we throw around words like codependency and enabling and yeah. you know those kinds of uh, popular uh, phrases, but then things like um, Enmeshment sometimes our our relationships we we lose track of where i I begin and where I end, and mm-hmm. I start maybe taking responsibility for and keeping somebody from experiencing just the natural results of their uh, of their choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the examples that Dr. Cloud makes in his book is there's a dad who comes in to to see him, and he he's a counselor, and so this dad comes in. and He says, "My son has a problem." I don't know if you remember this story. And so he says, "Well, tell me about tell me about your son's problem." And his son has flunked out of several semesters of, of college and uh, continues to use his trust fund to party and go skiing. He was skiing at the time that his dad was in seeking counseling for him. And he's like, "How do you how can you help my son fix his problems?" And Dr. Cloud said, "Your son doesn't have any problems. He's out skiing in the Alps, and you're here here. You, you know, you got to create some problems right. to let your let." your son have those problems yeah Yeah. so uh, yeah that's that's interesting Um, well uh, one of the things that in this series that we've tried to pay attention to is is to not just apply these elements of great relationships and how they apply to marriage relationships or romantic Mm -hmm. relationships but how they apply to parents and children and bosses and employees and things like that can you just give a few other examples of of Maybe a boundary gone wrong or transgressed, or when somebody has set a good boundary and and maybe a healthy example mm-hmm. of what that looks like
1: well i think <coughs> I think uh, if we took at parent child relationships it's really really easy i mean in me as a parent, I can look back and I, I can i'm very aware it's amazing how you can look back and <laughs> see things a lot better when you 're in the middle of it. Uh, there were times when there were there were consequences like uh that maybe i uh sheltered you know one particular uh child that i had that was uh school didn't come particularly uh well didn't make real good grades didn't do as, didn't put out the best effort there and there would be times where i would i think i crossed the line and uh, maybe stayed up as late or later than he, this person did sometimes to kind of help him get his feet on the ground thinking that would help him but i think in many ways that that probably um, the lesson he t- needed to learn f- from life. I probably shielded him from some of those at times. It's um, so hard to do as a parent. And it's always changing, right? It's transitional, what, um, you know, those boundaries. And they're permeable with, you know, that we can change them. And, you know, I'll, uh, like the young, uh, younger children might be able to respond to this, but there comes a day when if you leave your lunch at home, you know you just you don't want your mother to come bring it up to school right so there's just things that change along the way and then there's a day when you know closing the door and being in in one's room is a very important thing and uh, so there's there's always uh, challenges how do we adjust and and uh, but maintain that permeability too so
0: that that's a good that's a good word, that permeability. Because the minute we start talking about boundaries, a lot of times we think about things like you know concrete structures on a highway and yeah. and uh, barricades and and things that are meant to keep people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when we talk about boundaries, uh, we're not talking about things that are meant to keep keep people out necessarily, are we? Like no, not at all. For example, um, I, I think boundaries in this kind of way that we're talking about it is more um, in like responsibility kinds of of terms what am i responsibility what are you or responsible for what are you responsible for and and being able really to differentiate between me and you where what's me and what's not me you know and exactly. and that's a part of like when we think about phrases like love your neighbor as yourself mm-hmm. the the prerequisite for that is that somebody else exists right mm-hmm. that there is another person that's not me that has a different will a different attitude, a different characteristic, and I'm called to love that person that, that is differentiated from me. I think a, a lot about uh, the, the character of the Trinity in that way, that the Trinity is one, God is one, and yet within the Trinity, this relationship of love, there is differentiation. So the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, the Spirit is not the Father, and, the, you know, all the way around. Right. And, and so there's differentiation, and yet there's this this intimacy and oneness right. um, that, that goes even beyond anything right, that we experience. And
1: unity is not uniformity. Yeah. We're different too, right? Yeah. So we can accept and acknowledge the differences. We're not talking about that, trying to make everybody become like us, right, right or think this is it. Um, but that's a, that, to me, is an, an, a you know, beautiful example, how that relationship in the Trinity is so much a model for how we do relationships right and how God yeah. made us and created us to have those kind of relationships
0: yeah absolutely to be to be one but to be differentiated yeah. at the same time yeah that when i uh, when i do some premarital counseling the first session is always on assertiveness mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of times going into uh, a marriage or any relationship, will think that well, if this is going to work, the best thing I can do is just to defer. You know, yes. just I, I'm not going to let myself be known. I'm not going and and whatever you want and that kind of thing. And that's one of I think that's one of the ways that boundaries kind of fall down in the sense yep. that I'm not taking responsibility and speaking. One of the thing the ways of setting a boundary is to say I feel, mm-hmm. I think, I want. I you know to make those I statements and make yourself known as a person who exists separately from this other person. And the relationship happens in the middle there mm-hmm. as, the, as the other person is, is and doing And if that that's well. not defined, then we, can't, we, we, we
1: cannot define ourselves. Yeah. Because really the ones we love the most are really mirrors into who we are. It's the way we see ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, th- I think that is a huge, huge um, kind of um, challenge there sometimes because so many times we, I mean, we certainly want to pray for our spouse and, and seek God and get close to him, but never, never uh, to the uh, at the exception of turning to each other. Right, we have to turn to each other Yeah. and face those things. And
0: We already talked about, um, you, you mentioned the idea of becoming exhausted in a particular relationship, and mm-hmm. if there's a relationship that's just wearing you out uh, left and right, what are some other red flags that we might recognize that that we there may be a, some boundary work to do in a relationship. Does well, that make I sense? mean yes. So if we're exhausted, you know, it, we. I mean, I think self
1: uh, introspection is important. We need to make sure that we haven't crossed the yellow line. Um, that's a real possibility. And then, and then my question would be, is this a pattern? Have I, or am I hearing the people around me say the same kind of things? I need to be open to that, or it's the other way around. When uh, you say
0: cross the yellow
1: line, like. What do you mean? I was making reference to the, 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 the road, road, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but like
0: in a relationship, um, somebody yeah, was I guess
1: crossing line. over where like assuming responsibility for someone's actions or behaviors or feelings or, um, you know, forgetting where I end and where someone else begins
0: and where that gets really, really cloudy. So okay. I guess that's what I'm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, some other things. Maybe we be aware of of times that we have done that, or if that yeah. becomes a pattern. What are some other red flags that we might want to be aware of?
1: Well, I think uh, if we're if it's kind of kind of got set uh, set the stage here. If we we're in we're sitting with someone who it's understood that our goal is to come out of this conversation better, and um, we're in a reasonable place, right? Everybody's being reasonable here then I think the important thing is to talk, 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 Kay. right? Just keep talking. It's not comfortable, it, it, right? but you're talking until you get to a better place. I do I just think that most of the challenges that we see, I'm talking about kind of shifting to marriage relationships, the challenges that we face in life uh, in relationships are really invitations for intimacy and they're inviting us to sit and have maybe some difficult conversations and if we can work through those we can really come out of
0: that better somebody hashtag that and tweet it right now uh can you say that one more time the the problems that we have are opportunity that that phrase again or that know. thought again i don't know you don't remember <laughs> <it>? that, that's, <laughs> what that that's, that's what that what the it. problems in our relationships yeah. are opportunity yes. for intimacy yes. that mm-hmm. is a beautiful kind of statement that if we'll if we'll dive into that conflict sometimes mm-hmm. not yeah you know, guns blazing but saying yeah. I want to understand you I I need to be understood too and and let's just work on this and right. talk it
1: out as long as we're being reasonable right the know? challenges i said the challenges that face yeah, us okay. are um <laughs> yes invitations for yeah. intimacy
0: so you were you were describing this if everybody's being reasonable you talk yeah, talk Yeah up, talk but i out, mean but. there's
1: times when uh, you're trying to have a conversation with someone and they're just not they're, they're not in the land of reason. They do not want to be reasonable. Uh, and the way we know that, I think, is pretty easy. Uh, one is that the, the goal feels like I'm right and you're wrong. I'm good, you're bad. Um, I'm sane, you're crazy. And when you end up in that, across that line with someone, and it seems like no matter how, how humble you come, no matter how honest you come, uh, no matter how hard you're working, right? It's almost like a physical muscle groups. So w- no matter how we use our emo- emotional muscles to reach for them and to get reconciled or to get understanding. And we hear the same kind of, it's not like a choreographed kind of thing and it, and it doesn't seem to, it just wears us out. And then eventually we, gosh, we end up actually getting irritated, irritating, annoyed, and then we can actually behave in a way that <laughs> that's out of character for us, and then we're sort of in a mess, right? Then we're feeling bad. So, being able to recognize that, I think, is really good. And 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 it's not that we don't love. We, it's not that we quit loving. We're just saying, look, this this is this, this, when you get to a place, and we could pray when d- this God would get to us them to that place that we can have. Uh, enter the land of the reasonable and really have uh, a a meaningful relationship and begin to exercise those emotional muscles with each other um, then we 're really we 're really doing ourselves a disservice and really them a disservice but that 's where the boundary is permeable because yeah. we 're always open to them coming across and reaching in that in that kind of way. Yeah but, um, and that's what makes it tough sometimes, because we love them, but it's almost like it's a different way of loving, we love them enough that we'll invite them to come across the line, to where the real deal is, okay,
0: yeah, Yeah, and, and my guess is, most of us have experience at some point with a relationship like that, that's just crazy making, you know, that's just, Mm -hmm. I cannot figure out how to have a conversation with this person without just losing my mind, and, (laughs) and, uh, and that's, you know, common human experience right so that's where one of the places that having a good understanding of being able to set a personal boundary can be really helpful because you could say an example of a boundary in that kind of situation when you've just been spinning around yep. and maybe finding yourself over in the land of the of the not reasonable um, to say I'm gonna I'm going to step back from this conversation mm-hmm. right now I'm gonna take so some examples of boundaries are space yes. right space time, mm-hmm. geographical distance, all of these things from time to time in our, in our human relationships are appropriate for us to call for and say, I need mm-hmm. this right now. I need to step back from this kind of whirlwind mm-hmm. and create some space, remember who I am, remember what I'm responsible for, and and m- pray and and reflect on those things and maybe be able to enter back in in a different way. So yep. one of the examples for me in my life, I had one particular relationship that just wasn't working through several avenues, but it would work if we were face to face. So we couldn't talk on the phone, we couldn't text, we no. couldn't engage over social media. And so, uh, one of the boundary that I set was: we're going to have to put these other ways of communicating aside, and the door, the permeable, is yeah. we'll sit down and talk face to face whenever you want, and yeah. this will work. And so that's maybe an example. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: And defining ourselves too, when we, d- we set a boundary, to communicate what we're doing is helpful. We're not withdrawing. Mm-hmm. We're not quitting. We're not rejecting you. Right. Look, this just this, this don't feel healthy for me, right? And, and I want to, I want, I really do love you. I really do want an intimate, deep relationship with you, right? But, um... It's not gonna happen if we get in this argument, and it ends up this way every time. So I'm gonna come over here, and I'm going When you're ready, I would love to visit with you, right? Yeah. I would love to talk to you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I would
0: say that's a. Piece. And, and as Christians, in those seasons where we're waiting for that to happen, sometimes yeah. that's that's the that's the prayer area right there. Yeah. That's the God. There needs to be something that happens in this relationship that is beyond what I'm able to be responsible for, right? Yeah. And so we have our hearts ready for relationship, ready to open the door. And I think this, you know, this kind of opening the door, permeable boundary, but respecting um, the otherness of a person, Mm -hmm. we find that in the character of God, you know. God – um, you, you can't really find like the boundary verse in the Bible uh, where it's, you know, thou shalt set boundaries well or something like that. But but the themes really go throughout the scripture. God is a, is a great setter of boundaries. In Genesis, um, God makes everything, puts human beings in the garden and then says, you can't eat from this tree, right? God sets a boundary there. Of course, human beings tend to have problems with that. And so Adam and Eve, first thing they did, they ran for that tree. And, and we, other places we see where God is differentiating God's self from us. So I am God and you're not. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God uh, doesn't have any problem differentiating himself from human beings and still deeply being invested in the relationship, right? Absolutely. And, um, and, And that's something also with God that as passionate as he is about relationship with us, he doesn't knock down anybody's doors. No, he doesn't. You know? mm-hmm. um, God is a, a setter of boundaries in many ways, but is also a respecter of boundaries. And so, um, you know, I and think about some of the. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I would just think about Proverbs. I mean, mm-hmm. well, almost some ways we could say those
1: are, are boundaries for safekeeping, if you think about it. He's telling us, look, don't do it like a good father would do. Right, right. Like, don't do this. Not because he doesn't want us. Enjoy life or whatever. It's just saying, it's going it's not gonna end good for you if that happens.
0: The boundaries that God sets yeah. are for our good and not yes, just arbitrary our, rules or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. When I think about, um, we're gonna have to wrap wrap it up here in just a minute. This conversation could go for a long time. <laughs> um, but one of the phrases that I wanted, or pictures in scripture that I really wanted to get in, was was that that character of God that that invites us into a relationship but doesn't force us into one. Right. And uh, you think about when Jesus told a parable one time about uh, about the sheep in John 10, and he talked about how the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And I, if you're familiar with that parable, you remember what the thief does. The thief, how he gets into the sheep, he doesn't come in through the gate. He jumps over the fence, right? And so the thief, the enemy of our souls, um, is, is out to – take our life away, not into relationship with us or anything like that, and we'll just transgress the boundary to force us, try and coerce us or manipulate us into that. But Jesus says, but I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd comes in through the gate, right? And he's here for life and abundant life. And then another uh, passage is in Revelation where he's talking uh, to John, to the churches, and he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And, and he doesn't use a battering ram um, and, and we can kind of picture this as the door of our life, the door of our hearts. And so God is knocking, wants to have a relationship with us, obviously took on flesh and gave his life in order for that to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he's not going to knock the door down. And so for us, this is not only a great model for how we interact with one another, that n- knocking on the door, being respectful of somebody else's boundary, and then, and then being willing to and, and happy to open up our own doors – but it's a great picture of how we relate to God this God who's passionate for us and to have a relationship with us but but leaves it in our lap to open the door and invite him to come in and he says if we'll open the door then he will come in and he'll eat with us and and we'll experience that communion together and that's the goal right it's not to have these huge walls around us and yeah. you know to be kind of walled off from everybody the door the 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 goal is to have that healthy place of intimacy established in that exactly. connection, right? I mean, yep. this is the book, Created for Connection. Yeah. Can you want to just talk mm-hmm. about that title just for a second, just about that human need for relationship?
1: Well, I mean, we know, um, I mean, science, it's interesting that science now tells us what, what the scriptures have always told us. that and we're Not the way it goes. Yeah, that we are created for cr- uh, connection. And, uh, I mean, I'll give you one example. We know now that it affects our physical health. Uh, in fact, we did, did a research project where these, uh, we looked at couples and w- where one, one spouse had had a heart attack, and they asked the question, do you find uh, your relationship loving? Just a pretty – and if it's a pretty simple question, and if they answered no, their chances of having a second heart attack were four times greater. And uh, actually, you could smoke cigarettes, and it, that would, it's not as big a risk if you're not. So we were created for connection. We're created to not have to face life alone, independent, right? And yeah. But it flies in the face of our culture and sometimes our own, our own teachings. that We're supposed to be you know, independent and pull ourselves up with the like bootstraps, but we really weren't made to be that way. So.
0: And so, so establishing those healthy, permeable boundaries and understanding where, where I end yeah. and where you begin these are really necessary and helpful in order to be able to create those kinds of meaningful absolutely. connections. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, if you would like some more information, this book, Boundaries, by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and if we've brought up some ideas and there's a relationship in your mind and you're like, I don't know how to work through this, this is the exact kind of thing that we would love to work through together as a, as a church body. And, uh, and that I would love to be available to you with. So maybe there's a relationship that you just don't know what the next step to take is. I want to encourage you today, leave from here with the, with the desire and commitment to reach out to somebody um, like myself. I reach out to Kenny. Reach out to somebody in our church um, that you trust, who you can work through that and wrestle through what does um, – what does my next step in this relationship look like? Because even those difficult situations, we weren't made to work through those alone and to figure that out all on our own. So So you've got a, you've got a church family here that uh, would love to help you work through some of those things. Mm -hmm. So last words. Uh, That's been great. All right. Thanks. Let's give Kenny a hand, everybody. (laughs) Well, we, uh, we wanted to close out the service today um, with, with, the sacrament of communion and so I want to invite Ashley to come and and we're just going to make an aisle down here again and we're going to serve communion and just be reminded this morning again of how desperately our heavenly father wants to be in a great relationship with us and the the act of walking forward and receiving the elements if you can maybe picture that this morning as a way of just opening the door Uh, This is called communion. And so in that verse, if we'll open the door, then he'll come in and eat with us and we'll experience communion together. And this is it. This is this is us saying, God, we recognize the great lengths that you went in order for us to have a relationship. And yet still you won't push it on me. And so I want to respond to your invitation to your gentle knock and invite you in again today at the beginning of this week to recognize what you've done for our relationship to be possible and to invite you to to eat with me and walk with me through this life. And and the Scripture says that the Spirit comes when we do that. Um, And so would you stand? Let's have a word of prayer, and then you can come and receive the elements. Gracious God, uh, we believe that you are in your essential being, love, that if we were to glimpse into the mystery of your Trinity, that we would see Father, Son, Spirit in eternal love with one another. God, we pray that that kind of love, we would be able to experience it with one another in a sense, in kind of a derived sense, and that we would be uh, brought up to be one with you and be able to experience communion with you, even as we maintain our selfness and who we are. And so, God, um, we lift up all of these difficult Uh, relationships to you all of the relationships that we want to just kick up a notch and take to another level we pray that something that was said some scripture some thought, some concept today that you would use that and make it um, helpful and applicable so that we might be able to have relationships with one another and with you that reflect your character and your glory and your holiness we pray these things in the name of Jesus everybody said would you come